got we've got everything from you know kids selling uh selling golf balls back to all of us who shank them into the woods um back at the, at the farmer's market for you know um you know three to five dollars a pop to um you know local uh local artists who are you know really trying to make a make a go of it you know for their careers like a like a heather rap art um and then right next to them we have you know uh summit aviation doing private jet charter um it really kind of shows you a bit of the fabric of big sky of our, of our community it's really really diverse you have um you know everybody from dirtbags to you know multimillionaires and everybody in between Welcome to Explore Big Sky with Hori Marmot, where we take you inside the stories that matter in Montana's Gallatin Valley. We are your hosts, Joe and Michelle Borden. Borden. That's us. That's our names. Um, I was actually zoning out. I was looking at my phone. Does stop zoning out, Michelle. We need to start this episode. Let's fuck us. Let's fuck us. Okay. Um, oh, and I forgot my marmot whistle. Okay. Late. Late on the whistle. <laughs> On this episode, we finally answer the age-old question, who tends the Big Sky Farmer's Market? As we speak to local events coordinator, Eric Morrison. Plus, we'll update Rudy Kissy Bear Norlander's condition following his jaw-clenching run-in with a 10-foot grizzly bear. Spoiler alert, he's going to pull through. He'll make it. (laughs) Um, He's already training to fight that bear. Rudy sent us an update that was nice. I've been texting with Rudy. He can't talk, but he can text. Yeah. The man loves Shoot, to text. I'd be texting up a storm. All right. Do you want me to read his update or do you want to read it? Oh. He, this is what he this is what he texted. You can read me. it. Our okay. neighbor says your voice is velvety or something dreamy. She said your voice mm, was dreamy. I do have a dreamy voice. I was voice. like, shoot. All right. Uh so this is me as Rudy. This is Rudy with Alpine Adventures. He texted me this. Update. I'm out of the ICU and in the recovery area now. As of today, I'm off the oxygen. I have my trachea tube for moisture only, my feed tube that is tapped into my stomach because they couldn't get a tube down my throat, and my vitals wiring. I've been cleared as of this morning to call the nurse to unhook me. Then I'm cleared to take a half-hour walk with a family member, no strings attached. I've been walking since day three with a walker and an entourage. Day five, I got out of the ICU. Day eight, walking without a walker. And as of this morning, I was cleared to go for a half-hour walk after the nurse unhooks me with a family member. My next surgery is on September 28th to start on the jaw reconstruction. They're going to take part of the bone in my leg, some skin, and whatever else they need to do it. After that, I will recover, and as soon as I can get rolling, I'll be able to go home. Then after a period of time, they'll start to do the dental work. So I will not be going to the new Texas Roadhouse in Bozeman this time home. I will be on a soft food diet for some time. If my youngest wasn't, in my opinion, in prison for an illegal traffic stop and a series of unfortunate events, I wouldn't be too worried about my business. He has been helping me with the snowmobile side since he was five and riding his own snowmobile snowmobile at eight. Between him and the youngest daughter, who has been helping with the phones and reservations for the last few years, the business could keep on rolling without me. Doctors are expecting a full recovery, and my goal is to be the fastest grizzly bear attack recovery ever. My new nickname is Rudy Kissy Bear Norlander. That's the update from Rudy. 
Hard road, but it sounds like his attitude is fan-fantastic. yeah. Um, we got some some media that I can share on, on our Instagram of him, like a, a photo good. or video or something. Yes, and uh, he and his family are longtime Bobcats fans, and uh, it, it would be nice to aid in his recovery to attend some home games as soon as possible this season. So if we got some hookups for Rudy, that would be nice. Hey! If anybody has some connections to Bobcats tickets, uh, reach out to us and we can get Rudy some uh, home game tips. Absolutely. How great would that be? Yeah. That would make anyone feel better. We can hear the stadium from our house. It's kind of fun. (laughs) Like growing up in a college town and then moving to another college town. It's really, it's a good feeling. I love, I love campus antics. I don't know. You want me to stop talking? Your eyes are telling me stop talking. You're babbling. So I'm going to go ahead and. My voice is not as dreamy. I'm in scene. We both have dreamy voices. <laughs> let's be quite honest. Uh, but no, no it is uh, awfully nice the, to be able to see the Bobcats play in person. So let's all try to make that happen for Rudy and his family, I think. But we're getting off topic. This episode is meant to be about the farmer's market and mm-hmm. Eric Morrison, who coordinates it. <laughs> Michelle is yawning. <laughs> I thought you wanted to talk, so I just had to get a yawn out. I'm sorry. Do you feel better now that you yawned? <laughs> They're supposed to be contagious, but I'm not even close to catching I didn't that one. Finish it. You know why? Because I'm a professional. You stopped to be mid yawn. <laughs> I don't know. Your voice is so soft. All right. Enough and with that. Cr- I'm going to sleep to your voice. To the- actually, no, that's no. <clears throat> no. Delete this. Nobody wants that. Um, so yeah, let's let's get to our interview with Without further ado. Eric Morrison. But first a quick word from our sponsor. Outlaw Realty is proud to introduce residents 2G in the new Franklin building, a three bedroom, three and a half bath, including gorgeous views of uplands and hummocks trails and the Gallatin Range. Located in the heart of Big Sky's town center, you're close to all the amenities that Big Sky has to offer. Visit outlaw.realty to learn more and take a look at this one-of-a-kind property. Get on it, people. This is not going to last, so you better go quickly. Uh, run, don't walk. Do you have any anything to say to introduce this individual from our community? Yeah. Um, this guy's not a farmer, and it, <laughs> but it's his market. So, oh. And most of the people that are vendors there are not farmers. I would say the majority are not farmers, yeah. No. So anyway, but it's a farmer's market and you just go to it and you buy stuff. If you haven't been to the farmer's market, check it out. You're running out of time, but it's great. Every Wednesday (laughs) in town center. Okay. All right. Right. Here he is. The man behind the farmer's market. Uh, Rudy. Eric Mortison. Nope. Uh, Eric. We're speaking with Eric Morrison. He's the local events coordinator. And uh, give us a little background. Eric, you run the farmer's market. Are you a fifth-generation Montana farmer's market coordinator? (laughs) No, definitely not. (laughs) Only only fifth-generation Montana in my family is my wife. She's from Butte, Montana. Okay. Oh, nice. Uh, So that's that's the only way I'm getting any sort of true local status is had to marry him. Otherwise, uh, I grew up back east. I moved out to Montana in uh, 1998. 
Nice. I moved in 95, so we may have crossed paths. I, went, I was in Big Sky, 95, 96, and then Bozeman. But anyway. How, how'd you fall into this job? Well, let's see here. So I guess um, 2014, I started uh, started my company, Love Street Media, one of my companies. And we you know, really focused on uh, marketing, consulting, and events. And one of my first clients was uh, TCOA, the Town Center Owners Association. Uh, and those guys basically, you know, run the run the downtown and, and manage the campus and a handful of events that they owned at that time. Um, one of which was the Big Sky Farmers Market. So, like my one of my first scopes of work was taking over the market um, and you know being asked to help grow that and, and uh, kind of cultivate the the vibe there. Um, and then also started doing, um, social media for, uh, for town center and some of their, uh, email marketing as well. So I guess that's kind of how it all started back in, in 2014, 2015. Huh. And, and then uh, has just grown substantially with, um, you know, obviously with the growth of town center and, and big sky and the market is much, much bigger. It looks a lot different than it did back then. It does. Yeah. We've kind of watched the progression. So it definitely, it's uh, grown every year. Um, how many vendors would you say you have at this point? Uh, I think we topped out this year, uh, topped out like the largest market was right around 150. Wow. Jeez. Oh, That's huge. You guys, uh, listeners that aren't in Big Sky, it's a very small town center for 150 vendors to be there. It's a pretty big deal. Well, it just keeps like getting longer and longer and taking up more of that town Snaking, center area. Yeah. Soon it'll be up at the resort. <laughs> <laughs> no, gosh, I hope. I sure hope uh, it doesn't get much bigger. I think, I think we've got, I think we've got something good. Um, and it's, it's got a good, got a good vibe and feel and, um, we just, I think we need to continue to cultivate it and, and perfect it and look for ways to, to make it better and, and look for you know, more collaboration and synergies with our local community partners and downtown businesses. And, um, I think there's a, there's a lot of room there for us to, us to grow in quality, but I don't think we need to grow in quantity. Understood. Oh yeah. And you keep diversifying, you're adding musical acts. Uh, and I know that you control the stuff that you can, but some, some stuff you just can't control, like the weather. Did you get boned by weather a good bit this year? You know, honestly, overall, it was pretty, it was pretty good compared to you know, historical summers. We've had some <laughs> pretty rough goes of it. Yeah. Um, but this, this year I would, I would say maybe 75, 80% of the markets were beautiful. That's great. That's fantastic. Okay, I have a question. What was what is your most unusual vendor or attraction? Uh, I know you've got the Wampax Tiny Theater. Joe loves the cutaway knives, but what do you think is the weirdest one? The weirdest one. <laughs> weirdest one. Or unusual. That's not in another farmer's market. <clears throat> you know, it's interesting. We have, I wouldn't pick any particular one it's more it's more like a, a handful of them that when you when you take them um and you put them all you put them all together it's pretty interesting interesting combo interesting juxtaposition if you will of, of these different brands it's a motley crew uh, <clears throat> we've got we've got everything from you know kids selling uh selling golf balls back to all of us who shank them into the woods <laughs> um back at the, at the farmer's market for you know um you know, three to five dollars a pop 
to um, you know local uh, local artists who are you know really trying to make a make a go of it you know for their careers like a like a Heather Rap art um, and then right next to them we have you know uh, Sunday Aviation doing private jet charter um, it really kind of shows you a bit of the fabric of big sky of our, of our community. It's really, really diverse. You have, um, you know, everybody from dirtbags to, you know, multimillionaires and everybody in between, um, that is all represented there within the, within the vendors, uh, and it as well within our, you know, market goers in our community. Yeah. So it's pretty good. It's a pretty, it's a pretty interesting bunch. Yeah. It's pretty good range. And then you can at w- one point, y'all walk had around a- eating a bison burger while you look at all that craziness. Yeah. And the alpacas <laughs> and the, and the were there. Yeah, cocktails, <laughs> alpacas, whatever you need, it's there. Does, um, it, does it seem like you're trying to uh, find a way to to put everything in different sections increasingly year by year? It seems like you know you have your different genres of offerings that are being compartmentalized. We've tried to move um, move some things around, just kind of experimenting with the kind of the overall flow. Uh, of traffic and trying to help people to, you know, find certain things in certain areas, but because of the size of it uh, and some of the feedback that we got this year from, from different uh, vendors and whatnot, they really wanted to try to keep that diversity throughout. So having like food vendors on both sides at the fire pit and at the uh, town center plaza um, seemed to be really helpful for, you know, for traffic as well as for the, uh, for the vendors themselves. That makes so, like, sense. Yeah, like, I like that up, better. Vendors over the fire pit. Vendors over the fire pit. Um, you know, I didn't didn't really think that through completely when we moved a lot of the food vendors over to the town center plaza, mostly because of power uh, power needs. Right. Meant that venue being um you know a lot more modern. Um, didn't realize the impact that that would have on those guys having to basically have somebody watch their booth and walk across the entire venue just to go get something to something to eat, which isn't really that's not really re- realistic. Hmm. Okay, but the people have spoken, and you have listened. <laughs> so yeah, I try to I try to take as much of the, the <laughs> feedback as people give us as possible, and and um, you know continue to to tweak it and, and cultivate it. You know, this is not this is not my event. You know, I, I really look at look at it as I work for you know I work for TCOA, but I also work for the for the community. And my my, my role there is to make sure that this thing is is running as smoothly as possible, and is kind of a, a good representation of. Uh, big sky speaking of big sky and representing it the vendors had to pay a resort tax this year for the first time how did that go over not for the first time it, uh, it, um, ever since resort tax began which i can't remember what year that was um they were supposed to be paying paying into it this year there was a big push um with resort tax tcoa and myself to collaborate and try to get um, 100% compliance amongst all of our uh, of our okay. vendors. So that was a that was a big change. There was a lot more on the admin side for us to really make sure that that got taken care of. Basically, the resort tax um, registration became part of the farmers market application process, and then um, we just they had to display their 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 resort tax um, licenses, or at least have them ready to be shown if resort tax was to come through and, and check it out and we i gotta say i'm very proud to say that we succeeded we had 100 
uh, compliance. And and we're coming to a close, right? As far as this season goes, is it? Uh, we have this week and then one more week of farmers market, and then we're done. That's right. We we run through the month of September. Fortunately for September, uh, really after back to school, we we downsize a bit to the the plaza venue, and it's much chiller. Um, you know, fewer vendors. Uh, overall, just kind of feels like the old days. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Shrink it. Um, <laughs> so you run the summer shootout, right? The uh, the Big Sky shootout, there's two of them. There's the Big Sky shootout, the winter version, and this year was the first time we introduced a, uh, a summer edition as well. Right. So you have some highlights from that? From the summer shootout? Oh, yeah. gosh. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was a real mixed bag of uh, films and photos that were submitted this uh, submitted this year. And it, it being the first year, I wasn't really sure what to expect. And I was really pleasantly surprised. Um, I'd say my favorites, some of my personal favorites that stand out, um, Ethan Schumacher, a uh, local filmmaker and um, guy who's born and raised in the big sky. He did this like really beautiful um, kind of like time lapse and... Um, like drone cinematography of the of the Spanish peaks and surrounding areas, and uh, I really like that one. It was really artfully done. Oh, nice! For the films. Uh, another really fun one was um, submitted by Jonathan Stone, who's a photographer and is also starting to get into uh, video. And he submitted um, a really fun uh, fishing compilation. All the submissions were solid. Very cool. And I assume this will not be the last year of doing the summer shootout. No, I think this is. I think uh, this is here to stay. Honestly, I see the, the summer shootout probably becoming um, a bigger than the winter shootout, just because of the diversity uh, of you know big sky life that could be that could be included in this. There's just so much more that's that's possible that's happening that people are out doing um, in big sky during the summer compared to the winter. So, um, yeah, I, I expect to see a lot more submissions coming in in next year. Oh, looking forward to seeing them. That sounds great. All right, then let's get to the real reason that Michelle wanted to do this interview. You also run the Halloween Festival for Town Center. Is that correct? Yeah, TCOA, uh, TCOA owns uh, the Farmer's Market, the Haunted Peaks Halloween Festival, and the Christmas Stroll. So those those events, uh, I help manage for those guys. All right, Michelle's a big Halloween fan. so It's it, my favorite. Get her, get her excited about this Last year's year. Town Center Halloween. <laughs> uh, this year, well, um, a lot of the, honestly, a lot of the same that we've done in the in years past. You know, you can expect uh, we'll have the haunted house. We'll have um, kind of a uh, costume, uh, po- costume and concert pub crawl. We'll have the uh, the haunted uh, run, five k, ten k. We'll have the yappy hour pet and person costume contest, uh, and a whole bunch of other whole bunch of other uh, holiday activities. Uh, Dia de los Muertos um, celebration. It'll be a yeah, real mixed bag. It should be fun. That sounds great. And <laughs> she has not been disappointed any year so far. So Mm-mm, no, it's have you, it's have, fun you have you attended? All of them? Yeah, we've gone to, we bring the kids. We went last, yeah, I think yeah. all of them. I don't know if all of them. <laughs> Not I mean, to be since missed. 20, yeah, since like 2016, perhaps. Yeah. But, so what's, uh, been your fav- what's been your favorite um, activity within the festival? I mean, the kids thought the haunted house was super fun. Um, I forget who puts that on. 
uh, the the run did discovery. That. Okay, yeah, this, yeah, discovery does the haunted house. That's kind of fun. And then um, the run is hilarious to watch. Um, I like just to see people running in costumes. There's nothing. You really got to think through that costume <laughs> selection before you. Some people don't. <laughs> Some people don't, and that's the those are the best costumes. Inflatable for the costume and trying to fight uh, wind currents while you're running in that doesn't um, make sense. Yeah, but honestly, like the events themselves, I I'm more of just like seeing everybody in costumes walking around town, um, enjoying themselves, having cocktails, eating candy, eating candy. Um, mm. That to me is the my favorite aspect of it, just because Big Sky is such a small community. So you're just seeing your buddies out there wearing Cartman inflatable outfits. Um, <laughs> Big Sky loves to get dressed up. There's no question. That's they really true. Do they really do <laughs> any opportunity. We'll um, take it. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, but no, I think. What about you, Joe? What's your favorite part about the festival? I uh, probably walking through the haunted house with the kids. Yeah, that was kind of silly. Yeah, clowns. <laughs> and then you know they and they run into their buddies, and sometimes they don't even recognize each other because of the costumes. And yeah, I've enjoyed that. What about you, Eric? What's your favorite aspect of the Halloween festival? Man, there's so many. Halloween is definitely one of my favorite favorite holidays um yeah we we don't do it we 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 haven't done it in uh recent years mostly because of it's so weather dependent you know that time of year it could be just gorgeous or it can be raining sideways or snowing so we don't do a lot of the outdoor concerts uh anymore but um i mean i loved it when we did the boombox concert on on main street that was that was really special that Uh, moment yeah Um, and then yeah, I would say of all of all of them that we that we continue to do year over year, like the the haunted run, that moving mountains, um, fitness, and mm-hmm. you know, Megan Porter put together. I love I love that, and uh, and then um, yeah, last year's Stone Roses Ball with with Dead Sky that was super fun as well. You see, you seem to like the uh, just adding music to every event. I think I'm. It, it's important. Yeah, it is good. It <laughs> elevates. It elevates it. You got a good instinct. Uh, big sky like big sky likes to dance it's true i and i listen I, I know you're a busy guy thank you very much for giving us a little time for this interview and and getting people hyped for the end of farmer's market and uh looking forward uh to halloween thanks for uh for putting stuff on and keeping us busy in big sky <laughs> my pleasure thank you guys have a good one The Hoary Marmot Podcast wouldn't be possible without the generosity of Big Sky's local businesses. Music by Top Flow Production. Please subscribe to us and rate and review and then go gush to your friends.